Bet you thought we were MIA. We are back. This is episode 16 with repeat offender Brad Cussworth. Keep an open mind, guys, and enjoy. Peace. Well, hello, you gorgeous people. It's been another fat minute since I've done a bit of an ep here on my podcast, but I am back. I have had a beautiful hiatus and had some time to go inward. I just really needed with all the things going on and all the information I was researching and the rabbit holes I was going down. I really just needed to look at where my energy was going out and where I could conserve some of that and say no to some things. So the podcast just had a little bit of a pause for a little bit, but that's all good because we all need that, right? So let's get into today's conversation because it's juicy. So I have the beautiful Brad Cussworth back. You may have remembered an episode I did with him a little while back when COVID was uh, pretty new, (laughs) when lockdowns and all the things were fresh. And, you know, we're eight, nine months in now, nine months in to this whole shebang. And so I wanted to bring Brad back on to have another titillating, titillating conversation um, about all the th- all the things, <coughs> oh, excuse me, that we both research individually, that we speak about collectively. And yeah, just in the hope that some of you will take it upon yourselves and take some initiative to do some of your own research and and uh, get a little bit curious about the things we're talking about. So I'm not going to do Brad's big introduction with all his amazing achievements and all the things that he does. He is an absolute brilliant human being. He speaks up. He does his research. He brings facts to the table. He really puts a big question mark out there for other humans to really look a little deeper at really what's going on right now because, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of you beings out there that know in your gut that something isn't right, that doesn't add up. And the more the time goes on, we're seeing that, right? Like it's just, it's becoming a joke. So Brad is one of those epic, epic, integrated, masculine energy beings. Go across to his Facebook page, guys, and just check it out. His stuff is just phenomenal. He just does these amazing posts. Um, They're from the heart. And he does these great videos, like do yourself a favor and yeah, go check him out. So let's get in the conversation, shall we? Because I love talking to this man. Um, It's a bit of a long one, this one. So strap in, strap in. I think it's about an hour and a half conversation that we had. But I think you'll get a lot from it. And please, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I would be more than happy to support you in that. I'm also going to put... Uh, some links to some documentaries that you can feel free to watch and arm yourself with more information because I just really believe if we're aware of what's going on, it brings us more choice. With awareness comes choice. And when we choose something different, we create something different. So it's going to create change. So that is really at the crust of what Brad and I are doing in this conversation, bringing more awareness to what is actually going on. A lot of it is like, what? That's not possible. I was there too. I totally get it. Come into this with an open mind, listen to it with an open mind and take on board, um, I guess, what works for you and ask questions. Just ask questions. All right, I'll stop rambling. Enjoy this episode with the amazing Brad Cussworth. 
Okay, I am here with my brother from another mother, my mister from another sister, the beautiful Brad. How are you, gorgeous? Welcome back. Uh, I'm amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me back to, to chat again and go down some more rabbit holes, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening to our original episode the other day just to sort of get a feel for where we were at back then. And that was in May. And... I feel like we shared so much, but we also danced around a lot of stuff because it was so early on in the piece. Yeah. So it was, we just sort of wanted to seed, I guess, information and research and, and conversation. And I did a big disclaimer at the start, but I feel like both of us, and I'll speak on my behalf, but I'm pretty sure you're on the same page. It's at a point now where it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you're like calling me a conspiracy theorist and you think I'm crazy. Like, you either take this on or you don't, peeps. It's completely up to you guys. Yeah, totally. I think we're well past that stage now about worrying what other people might think of us or anything like that. It's just like, let's just, it's time to get the truth out there and all of the truth, right? Like, no matter what it is, and let's be honest, there's some pretty, pretty dark, satanic, horrific uh, truth when we get down to the bottom of it. But I feel like there's a real we've reached this tipping point, I believe, where like a huge number of people are starting to wake up. And even in the last few weeks, like we've seen these incredible mass protests all over the world, like in London and Berlin and Belarus and, and people are, are coming out and, and saying, no, like enough is enough. Like we have to get this truth out there. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like, um, yeah, this label of conspiracy theorists, like people are starting to realise that there is so much truth to what we've been sharing for so long. So yeah, now it's time to just be real. And um, if people want to label, judge, accuse us of, of being this conspiracy theorist, throw arrows, whatever it is, then bring it on. Yeah. And I also want to point out that a lot of stuff that at the beginning was like, oh no, that's just a conspiracy theory has actually come to fruition. So uh -huh. I think, I think that's also got a lot of people going, oh, shit, my crazy friend said that was going to happen and I told him or her that she was a crazy friend and here it is. So maybe I should start to really look into some information myself. Yeah, that's it. And even um, now a, lot of, a lot of what is happening now, it's been predicted for so many decades, like even back to the, to the 1930s and the 1940s, like 1940 was when George Orwell wrote that book 1984 so 1948 and a lot of what he wrote back then is now happening like clockwork like everything that he predicted is now rolling out so so people that are maybe a little bit skeptical about all this um you know conspiracies theorist stuff then how could they know in advance what was happening and the answer is it's been planned for decades centuries in some cases this plan that has been you know, very well orchestrated. They, I will give them credit for one thing. They are very patient people. Very. And they, they plan things so well in advance. And it's like that totalitarian tiptoe where it's like one little step at a time, one step after the other step, because they don't want to, they don't want to bring it on everyone all at once because they know people will just say, well, no, you know, we're not, we're not going to cop that. But if they just gradually little step by step, take away our freedoms a little bit by little bit. And over time, we get to the point we are now, where we're like, how the hell do we allow this to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like now everything is being accelerated. Like they're really trying to fast track things because 
they weren't counting on this mass awakening that is happening right now. They weren't counting on so many millions of people waking up to the lies in mainstream media, big pharma, the agendas. Um, so now it feels like everything's being accelerated because the people in power are in a state of fear and they're losing control and they know it. So they're trying desperately to maintain control. So everything is now trying to be fast-tracked so that it can try to keep us in that state of fear and state of control. So, but, you know, we've already won. Like, I, I really believe we've already won and it's just a matter of time. It's just got to play out. Um, and, yeah, there is an element of surrender and patience involved from our part now because I feel like everything's lined up and, um yeah, I feel like we're in this pressure cooker right now where, you know, especially for us down in Melbourne, like it's like this pressure cooker environment where we're all locked down and we're getting our basic human rights taken away. And there's, you know, it's this state of being very uncomfortable. But I, I really believe we needed that as a bit of a kick up the ass, a wake up call, shake us and wake us up to, you know, to the craziness, the madness, the insanity that's been happening for so long. So it's, um, it's like this, this phase that we had to get through to wake up and see the bigger picture. Yep, I 100% agree, Gorgeous. I feel like right now it's, a, it's going to feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. And what we're seeing is on the surface, but what's coming is going to be this mass, like, oh, my God, like it's a new world or a new yes. earth. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's going to be the people that are aware of that are going to be the ones that live that and the ones that are choosing to stay in their fear won't see it exactly and they'll yeah. be in a completely different reality the one one of the main fears and one of the main um comments i notice on your posts i get them on my posts i see them on a lot of posts of people who share a lot of truths and and awakening information is people who really want to um what's what i'm looking for sort of disable i guess the power of the post by saying you know you're not caring about the people that are dying you have no empathy um thanks for not giving a fuck about whether i live or die i had one of those i had the comment like that about masks when i shared something about masks i had someone comment mm -hmm. thanks for not giving a fuck about whether i live or die um yep. it's a it's it's it is fear-based and i and i just want to say we're not and i know you've said this probably three hundred and sixty-five thousand times on your post it's not about that we're not, we're not minimizing the loss of lives and most of these people, and this is going to sound really heartless, but most of these people would have probably died anyway. Um, it's not about that. It, that. That's not the point we're making. What we're saying is we are taking a stand for uh, not just like globally, obviously, but more locally Australia and even more locally Victoria, because we're both in Victoria. Uh, you're in, you're in Melbourne, which is completely draconian craziness. And I'm in, I'm on surf coast, Victoria. So we're in stage three lockdown. You guys are in stage, you're in stage four. Yes. Yeah. Stage yeah, four. Yeah. 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 So um, we're taking a stand and, and Brad, especially with all his amazing in, info and research that he shares is taking a stand for freedom for the people that even can't see it because that's exactly what it is. It's not about the COVID and, and we covered this in our first podcast. It was really about COVID and, and how it's, you know, things aren't adding up. But at this point, it's just like COVID is the cover. COVID is the tip of the iceberg. What you can't see is under the water. What a lot of people can't see is under the water. And, that, and that's what we're trying to bring to the surface is the underwater iceberg so people can see it. So it's not actually about 
the deaths per se um, as awful as they are. And, and if, and I, and I hear this one a lot, well, I hope no one close to you passes from COVID. Like, thank you for your concern. <laughs> and <laughs> if anyone passes as close to me, they were sick to start with. So it's, it's going to be sad and I get it. And yeah, but it is, it is fear. Um, it comes back to that fear. And that's what I see when um, I, I walk around the streets where I live and I see people exercising with masks on or driving with masks on, it really is fear. And I also wonder how many of those people that actually are wearing masks really don't want to, but just in fear of being fined or fear of being yelled at or abused or not fitting in, <clears throat> are actually wearing those masks. My 14-year-old son got abused by a customer for not wearing a mask. Um, down at our, our local shop on day one of the mandatory mask wearing. And from there, it was just like, ugh, like it sort of gave that, that feel of like, oh, really, really people. Um, but now we walk down the street and I tell the boys we're celebrities. Look at everybody looking at us. <laughs> Full on celebrities right now. But yeah, it is, it is a lot of fear. And <clears throat> you're absolutely right. Without all of this, um, <laughs> people wouldn't have woken up at, at the level and the rate that they currently are. And like you said, the people in play, the powers in play who have a completely different agenda did not count on that. A hundred percent did not count on that. And you can see it in examples like Scott Morrison coming on and saying vaccines will be mandatory. And then less than 24 hours later, I didn't mean mandatory <laughs> because everyone was <laughs> like, no, fuck that. We're not, when are you not going to jab us with this? And Bob, like even just little, little bits like that. Um, and there's so many things. Like I just, I think I, I wish not I wish, we should. You and I should put a list together of stuff. I just want to do a whole post on, they said this, but then they said this, and this happened, but then this happened, and coronavirus is okay in this area, or it won't get you while you're sitting down in a bar, but as soon as you stand up, you're dead. Like all these <laughs> little like contradictory points where you just go, guys, come on. It's hilarious. The one that got me, I'm just like, surely people are going to see that, <laughs> that this is a joke beyond a joke when a mainstream media channel, I can't remember, which I think it was nine news. I don't know. I can't remember. And their report was <clears throat> that um, we really need to be careful. And it was referring to stage four lockdown, Melbourne people, you, my love, that we really need, you really need, people really need to be careful out in public about their behavior because yelling or singing out loud can spread the virus. <laughs> and I was just like, come on people surely this is like surely this is the tipping point where you go what what that that makes that's ridiculous like hello and it sort of makes them reflect back on everything else that's being portrayed in mainstream media i will admit though seeing a lot of the mainstream media stuff and in and people in the comments there are so many people now just going you know this is all lies and come on give us the real facts and what about suicide and what about this and what about that there are a lot more people as you said waking up yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. There's, there's been, oh, there's been so many, so many moments over the last six months where something has been released or something's happened. I'm like, surely this is the one, this is the one that's going to wake up the masses. But yeah, some people are really holding on still, right? They're holding on to their beliefs because it really, it's a lot to, it's a lot to take on board. And literally it's a collapse, a collapsing of their entire identity the entire construct of the way they thought the world was it's a it's a lot to let go of and i feel like that's why it's taking so much and we use that that term cognitive dissonance right yeah. is where 
you know, people are so ingrained in their belief systems and so, so holding on to it. And it is from a real fear survival based level or vibration is that no matter what information is coming their way at the moment, it's just like, it's almost impossible for them to grasp it at this stage. But I feel like it's every, like, like you mentioned that, that story that came out or, you know, every, every little piece, I feel like it's like, in my mind, it's like chipping away, chipping away. And it, it is having some impact on their consciousness. And it's like planting seeds. That's why planting seeds is so important right now that we just need to keep sharing information and keep doing, you know, our Facebook, Instagram stories or doing posts, or whatever, just pointing out these things and these inconsistencies in their messaging and, you know, just crazy things. Like I shared something the other day that had a, an article about, you know, be careful when you're having sex now that, you know, you should, should avoid kissing and consider wearing face masks and change your positions. I'm like, what the fuck? And then there was another one recently. I'm not sure if you saw this one, but, they did this news report that that women in the the US find men with masks more attractive. I saw that. I did see, and I saw the. I actually shared the sex one. I was like, "Yeah, wow, that's that's a turn on. Nothing like a mask <laughs> to get my juices flowing for sure." That's it. Nothing like a submissive masculine, you know, <laughs> just bending over the system. But um, yeah, I, I believe going back to what you were talking about earlier, I feel like. I totally get it when people come back at us and say, oh, you, you know, you don't care about all these deaths because in their mind, they're, they're in that state of fear where they're literally fearing for their lives. Like there's a lady just a few blocks away from us. She hasn't left her home in six months and she's mm -hmm. got a seven-year-old daughter. She mm -hmm. literally hasn't left her home. So that's that crippling state of fear where you just, you just go back to that reptilian aspect of the brain, which is pure survival. So for them, when they read our posts where we're like, you know, I guess downplaying the severity and saying, you know, it's, um, you know, there's a massive awakening happening and, you know, COVID is a hoax and all these sort of things, I can see how that would be massively triggering and that we you know they assume that we just don't care about people and we're selfish and all the rest of it but there's a key distinction i believe that's really important to look at is that for the people that follow mainstream media and they follow the newspapers and they follow dan andrews and they think he's doing a great job from that from that perspective they're so zoomed in on coronavirus so that's all they see at the moment they don't see anything outside of coronavirus and it's pure survival so we will do whatever it takes to survive and that goes for our friends and our family and anyone who tries to put that at risk then we will attack them we'll label them we'll criticize them because coronavirus is literally all they're all they're focused on all they're worried about but one thing that we came come from a different perspective is we are zoomed out to a much be a perspective. We see COVID as just this, this small thing that is happening right now, but we see the bigger long-term future agenda of where this is going into artificial intelligence, into surveillance, into you know, mandatory vaccinations, into getting our basic human rights taken away. Plus we also see the bigger impact of what COVID is doing and the restrictions like Suicide levels are, are through the roof. Domestic violence is up 40%. There's all these people that can't get preventive or elective surgeries right now. There's thousands of people probably dying right now because they can't get the treatment they would have otherwise received. 
you know, there's kids going out with, with, without an education. There's so many different elements. There's mental health, there's anxiety, depression, panic disorders. There's so much more. So that's like an, the, the other layer out from COVID, which a lot of these people can't see because they're just seeing the numbers. Like Dan Andrews, like seems like every day, oh, we've had 400 cases and then we've got 10 people dying. And, you know, it, when you're just looking at that in isolation, I can see why they would be freaked out and scared. But once again, when we zoom out, we realise, you know, there's in Australia alone, there's over 400 people that die every single day from a variety of illnesses and diseases and cancer and heart disease and all the rest of it. And COVID is 50th on the list this year for deaths. But that it, the media doesn't talk about that, right? People aren't looking at the bigger picture. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's a key distinction is that I guess we're coming from a, a really zoomed out perspective, the bigger picture. We know the agenda that they're trying to roll out and that is what we are opposed to. And I want to talk about mainstream media in a sec, but what I want to actually ask you before we end, following on from that, go into the, the zooming out of the bigger picture and what we're referring to, <clears throat> excuse me but what i wanted to ask you first gorgeous with all that in um taking all of that all that into consideration what do you feel like the best approach is to waking people up i know you said seeding um because as and by approach i mean i see quite a few different and i've gone through it like i've gone through the whole wake the fuck up people to <laughs> to like i get it i get that you're scared and i get that you're fearful and you know i'm just putting information out there because you put a lot of information out. You've done a lot of research. There's a lot of stats and percentages and awesome, awesome resources that you put on your page. Like it's really just, it could be a, it could seriously just be a, a thesis. Like it's amazing. Um, what do you find is the best approach from your, yeah. from your experience into waking people up? It's a, it's a great question. And by no means have I got this right yet because it's been a lot of trial and error and, just looking at feedback and comments and things like that. But I, for me personally, I try to, I try to leave as much, um, I don't want to say emotion, but I try not to, I try not to come from a place of like attacking other people or calling them sheep or creating that division, that separation, because, and I know a lot of, a lot of other people that I follow use that approach, but I believe that, that creates a lot more separation and division and it's, it creates that feeling of us against them, which I, I try to avoid that because I believe that that sort of, um, when we come at people by labeling them, you know, it will sweat the fuck up sheep or your sheeple or, you know, you know, pull your head out of the sand, whatever it is, then straight away human nature is that people will put their walls up. They'll get defensive. They'll get aggressive. They'll be like, how dare you try to tell me, you know, what to do or you question my beliefs or, you know, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist wearing a tinfoil hat. It like just becomes these two very opposing sides where people are, you know, attacking each other. And I noticed the next layer of that is when people do a post and then someone will write a comment or an opinion and then the person that posted will feel drawn in to try to defend their, their post or start attacking the other person. It creates like this debate. Um, so I try to, I'm definitely not perfect at this and I get drawn in, I'm human like everyone else, but I try to 
just see everything as an opinion. And just like I'm sharing an opinion right now or on my posts or on my videos, then it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's simply my truth. And everyone is entitled to sharing their truth based on their views, their beliefs, their perspectives at this moment. And I know, you know in my life, I've been, I've been wrong many, many times and I know I'll be wrong many times again. So I just think it's coming from a place of we don't have all the answers. We simply have an opinion, a perspective on where things are heading and we're free to share them publicly on our profiles. And if someone gives an opinion that goes against that, then they're also entitled to that. Um, one thing I won't cop is like people jumping on a post and getting really abusive. Like I've had some death threats and being called a C and an F and all sorts of things. Wow. But so for people like that, I'll block them. But generally, you know, I'll just let people have their opinion and, and try not to, to engage into getting into a heated debate about it. Cause I don't, I really believe that doesn't get us anywhere. No, it adds to that fear vibration. It just, it really it lowers, does. Yeah. It lowers how you feel. Um, yeah. I'm the same. And it just, even I find that um, people do get defensive, even with the beautiful, the way that you deliver your post, there's still going to be people like you're a this, you're a that you're. A... And I even find with people like that, where I've experienced also on, on posts that I've shared and reshared of yours, even, and people will, and I'll just say something like, I just invite you to dig a little deeper. Here's out of the shadows or here's this. And, and they'll just come back and maybe you should dig a little deeper. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, I was going to leave it there. It's just, yeah. Just to not engage because yeah. I feel like even with those people that come back and have, you know, a defensive reaction, it's still seeding because I probably would have been that same person. However, many years ago where I was like, what the fuck what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, it still seeds. It still seeds Cause yeah. eventually, like you said, little bit by little bit, stuff's going to chip away or piece together and then it, it will come to a point potentially at some point in time where it will come together. But I agree. I agree that approach is a hundred percent more effective than yelling at people and putting them down and calling them sheeple. I think sheep are quite intelligent animals. I don't really see the offense, but <laughs> I understand that they do follow each other around the panic quite easily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is, it's a demeaning term. And as soon as you put someone else down, you've lost them. You've, lost them. you've lost them as an audience. Yes. A hundred percent. And I feel from, um, from another perspective as well, I feel like it's, it can be a real trap for us to put ourselves or, you know, the woke people, you know, you see these groups yeah. woke as fuck and yeah. put ourselves on a pedestal and, yeah. and looking down on everyone else. Like I don't see it that way at all. Like um, I, I feel like when we start to do that, it creates this real spiritual identity, which is a real trap. Like, you know, spiritual ego. it becomes yeah. spiritual ego and it, and it also causes, yeah. it creates more separation, which is it does. defying the point that we're trying to make in the first place, which is support people in seeing a different version of what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And the bigger picture of why we're sharing all this information is that we want to create unity, right? We yeah. want to bring people together and we want to dissolve and all the, all the bullshit lies, the deception that has taught us that, you know, that we're separate, that we're not connected, that, you know, and they use a whole range of strategies to do this is because it's, 
it all comes down to the basic principle of divide, rule and conquer, right? Where, you know, they've got even the way the world is set up with different countries and different borders and different languages and different races and religions, everything is, um, is designed to get one group of people against another group of people. Like my beliefs are right, yours are wrong, or my religion right and yours is wrong, or my country is right, yours is wrong, left and right, Republican, Democrat, Labor, Liberal, like it's everywhere, right? It's just like yeah, this, yeah. this division is on every single layer and level of society. And that's why, because um, they, they know that if we're always fighting against each other, we're talking about billions of people right now. So they know if billions of people are fighting against each other and you know, staying that low vibration, then that's keeping us, from keeping us apart and keeping us from coming together as one and then really tapping into our infinite human potential. And that is their greatest fear because these, um, this is another level to talk about, but these, um, I don't, I don't want to call them human, but you know, I, I just think they're some hybrid that they're, they're operating from their purely from their left, left brain. Yeah. So the left brain is all about thinking logical our mindset they've got Plenty. they don't they don't have the ability to have compassion kindness care for humans because their right brain is literally not functioning so the right brain is all about creativity and love and compassion and you know and um and really tapping into our infinite potential through the power of imagination and visualization and you know it's no coincidence they don't teach any of that at school right it's mm-hmm. it's 99 percent of the curriculum at school is all about teaching logic and reason in you know, mathematics and algebra and writing and all of that. And not to say any of that is bad. We obviously need all of that. But what about the most powerful part of our brain, which is imagination and visualization, creativity mm-hmm. and manifestation? You know, they don't teach that at school for a reason, right? Yeah. And the, the reason it's structured this way is they're trying to get us more plugged into the left side of the brain and more away from our, from our infinite power. And to do this as well, they're taking us down a path of pl- literally plugging us into technology because technology is more left brain. It's plugging us into something that can be controlled. Mm-hmm. It can be manipulated and it can be taking us in a direction that suits their agenda. So they're trying to take us in that direction as opposed to what is happening now where we are waking up and we're starting to activate dormant DNA. Like I, I really believe we've, we've accessed less than 5% of our, our capabilities, human beings, sure. 5%. I imagine it like a switchboard where literally only 5% of these lights are switched on right now, but we have the ability to start switching on these other lights on the switchboard and starting to remember just how powerful we are. And that is their greatest fear because they don't have that capability. So when we start to really tap into our power and start remembering how to, how to use visualization and imagination to manifest what it is that we want to create, and then even take that to another level where we collectively connect our energies together and amplify that manifestation, that visualization to literally bring in this new earth. I believe that is what is happening now. So once we, once we remember who we are and just how powerful we are, literally, I keep saying over and over again, but the house 
of cards that they've built of lies and deception, control, fear, manipulation, it will literally come crumbling down and it already is. So yeah, we're, we're at a really amazing, exciting time uh, in humanity where there is a real shift from, from the left brain to the right brain, merging the two together. And then from there, accessing our third eye, which is infinite, infinite awareness and infinite ability to create a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, all of what you just mentioned, like tapping into or allowing ourselves to tap into technology and being led down these paths of, you know, this is the path you take. Even like the subtleties of, um, like you were mentioning in school, the subjects, the mainstream subjects lead us down one path, the elective subjects like art and, and music, where you're told that that's not going to really get you anywhere in life. Uh, mm-hmm are not the ones that are, are strongly supported in, in the school um, school system. And the more that we are trusting technology, trusting anything essentially outside of ourselves, the less connected we are to ourselves, the less trust we have in ourselves and the less activation on that switchboard that you're referring to is going to be lit up. So mm-hmm. that for me is the... I think that's like the underlying mission with everything I share. I'm sure you're the same. Everything I share, everything I speak into, um, just trying to get people to activate that, that switchboard. Now, speaking about uh, computers and technology, mm-hmm. let's speak a little about the, the AI and social credit system that is um, definitely ready to come into play should us humans allow it to to come through yeah totally yeah so um yeah literally a couple of weeks ago i created this little edited video of um we probably share it maybe you can share it in the link in the comments um on the podcast but basically it's a, it's a little clip of um it shows a i think it goes for seven or eight minutes but it shows a clip from china with their social yes. credit system um, yes. did you see that one that i shared yeah i don't know if I, i've seen it somewhere i don't know if it's your page but i i saved it is this the one where they actually talk about you know you get discredited if your dog's off a lead you get you lose points if you like for all these little tiny things is that yeah, that yeah. One? yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah i'll send it to you because it's powerful so yeah this is um i'll go back step so basically for, for years and years probably decades um you know there's been it's been known that they want to create a system that is more like china right communist china where the citizens are very much controlled and you know and as long as they abide by the rules from this chinese government then and as long as they're you know a a plus uh, residents, um, then, you know, they, they get all their privileges and they even get additional benefits. Um, and they have like a social credit system where you gain points if you're a good citizen and you actually lose points if you're not a good citizen. So anyway, according, this video, according to their credit system. According to their system, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, just a few examples. So if you're say if you're running, you know, you're running a business and it's, you know, helping the community and you, you know, you get points for that. Or if you're, you know, you're always, um, you know, you never um, break any laws. So say if you get a speeding fine or you jaywalk across the street, you will lose points. Or there's, a, there's one example in this video where this guy, he's a journalist, he wrote an article questioning a government official about corruption and a corrupt system well, not only did he lose points, he got blacklisted 
So he just for speaking up, speaking, yeah, freedom, speaking, freedom of speech is not freedom of speech. Yeah. He literally got blacklisted to the point. How's this? To the point where he went to go to work the next day and they've got like a, like in Melbourne, we use a Mikey system. Where we've all got a Mikey and we scan it to get on public transport. Well, they've got a similar system over there. He tried to scan his card and it was declined because he's blacklisted. So he can now, now he can't access any public transport. He can't get a loan. He can't get a credit card. He can't basically can't function as a human being over there. Um, and not only that, these people have been blacklisted. You go down to the local train station and on this, or you say if you're trying to catch flight at the airport or whatever, they have pictures of the people that have been blacklisted, yes. including their address. Yes. They've got their address listed and these people are basically outcasts from society. Um, and then anyway, in this video, they showed someone else who was this A-class a citizen and you know, she was like, she does everything by the book. You know, she, she would never dream to jaywalk. She would never dream to question government. Her belief is, you know, that's just the way it is. We don't have a choice and I abide by the rules. And then because she's got like, this amazing credit score, she gets half price public transport and she gets all these little benefits, right? Anyway, so that that's already happening in China. And that is what they're trying to bring in here. And you know, everyone's always said, oh, it's just a conspiracy. They would never do that, da, da, da. Well, in this video, I shared two news reports, like it was uh, Channel 7 News in Brisbane, and there was another one, I believe, in Melbourne. But one of them was showing how they've now brought in facial recognition in, um, in this uh, workplace in Brisbane, where it can tell if you're not social distancing and also if you're not wearing a mask. So it's like they've already got this technology operating in Australia and now they're going to start rolling it out to, you know, to many different workplaces. And obviously on the news, they do it, oh, it's, it's this fantastic technology and, um, you know, we'll be able to just um, make sure everyone's, you know, good abiding citizens and, you know, we're going to decrease the risk of spreading coronavirus and all the rest of it. But yeah, literally on this technology, it shows a green box around the person's yeah. face if they're social distancing. And if they get too close to someone, it shows a red box. And everyone's got their own ID. And um, it's just insanity, right? Like, just yeah. imagine what they can do with this technology moving forward. And can I just interject there too, Gorgeous? Yeah. Um, just a side note, 1.5 metres is the distance needed for AI to facially recognise an mm -hmm. individual. Yeah, so spot on. Just just to put that in there for people to question why the 1.5 meters, why coronavirus knows where it's 1.5 or it's 1. <laughs> or 1.6. Um, yeah. That's that's why. That is the why. Continue on. Exactly, and just another one on that. You know, that's the if you measure the um, the energy field around our hearts, like it is around about the same 1.5 meters. So they're basically. There's, there's other reasons for doing that as well is that they're, they're disconnecting what it is to be human, right? Because they're already, you know, that slogan that's going around at the moment that the Victorian government's using like something like by staying apart, we keep together or some yes. shit like that. Oh my God. Um, everything about this agenda is dehumanizing what it is to be a human. So mm -hmm. staying apart, not being able to cut, hug someone not being able to give someone a kiss on the cheek or a handshake or not being able to congregate around 
sporting events, around restaurants, around pubs, clubs, mm-hmm. um, you know, even churches now, right? Like churches, yeah. not, not that I'm religious, but there's a lot of benefits to people coming together yeah, in union. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and giving thanks to a higher power, the creator, whatever you want to call it, whether you call it source, spirit, universal intelligence, God, whatever it is, like, um, yeah, I, I believe there is a higher power that creates everything on the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in religion because I believe that is being used to instill fear and separate us, but I've got no doubt there's, there's something bigger than us that is part of us and it is a creator. So they're taking away everything it is to be human, Mm-hmm. And um, even the masks as well, like even look at, um, you know, the, the Muslim um, religion where they, you know, they've got to wear their, um, some of them have to wear their burqas or their face mask coverings or whatever. So basically that was done to keep um, the suppress the feminine and to prevent her from speaking up. And, you know, the, anything around our, our, our face, covering our face is subconsciously a suppression and so energetically suppressing our freedom of speech our freedom of our basic rights as being a human being so there's a lot more there's a lot more to it like some people say oh it's just a face mask but on one level yes it is but on many other levels it's suppressing our ability to speak up against the system yep yep 100 yeah. and <clears throat> like you said, it's also that human disconnection. We can't see each other's smiles. We can't, um, it, it's losing our identity as an individual by putting putting a mask on. Um, and the, <laughs> I can go on a whole other conversation about masks. <laughs> but um, it, it's not for our protection. It's not for someone else's protection. It's not serving us in any other way, shape or form. And I'm just going to throw this in there. There have been so many other like even if we think back to the last flu season where it was just common to say, Oh, you're not well, mate. Yeah. I've got that flu that's going around, but it's okay. I'll rest up and I'll be fine. That's just how it was. There wasn't any mask worn. Nobody wore masks because yeah. there's massive flu going around or any of the things it doesn't, it's not about that. It's part of the bigger picture. It's part of the agenda. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could go in a mask all day, Brad. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's it's part of that, like you said, that bigger picture zooming out of the powers that be that I 100% agree are not human and um, are trying to gradually take away our human identity, our human rights, our freedoms, our all the things so we can succumb to their agenda. And the social credit system is... Um, and it's really interesting because when they, there was that, uh, I think it was like a, like you said, it was a, where did I see it? Maybe it was in America, but it was a, a video of a group of people demonstrating the chip being injected. And I was really scared to start with, but it doesn't hurt. And they made it sound like it was <laughs> this awesome thing and it was fun. And, um, but a lot of people, like most people jumped on and were like, no fucking way am I having yeah. that injected into my body but that's what it was so you know everything in this chip which very highly potentially could and this is just my opinion be part of the covax vaccination it has everything attached to it it has your bank accounts it has your your all your identity um your it has everything your identification attached to this one chip so you scan it to to buy food you scan it to 
um, get on public transport. So if you're not a good little citizen, like Brad was talking about, they can restrict access, hence cashless society, they can restrict access to your own money because you haven't been a good little citizen. It's yep. all it's all these different pieces to the puzzle. And for anyone who's listening, thinking, yeah, but you know, talking about good citizens and bad citizens, that's not such a bad thing. It's going to help crime. It's going to help this potentially. And it's not just about that. Like Brad said, there are ridiculous, the ridiculous rules in China. Like one of them was on the video I watched. If you walk your dog without a lead, you lose points. Like little stuff like that. Like just. Yep where it's taking away our choice, like where you have to constantly be looking over your shoulder. Like imagine what vibration and dis-ease that's, that's actually causing to live in, in a world, in a society where we're just constantly second guessing our choices. This is going to get me in trouble. Um, and I, we're even doing it now. I'm even doing it now, even though I'm taking a stand and speaking out there was, and I did a post about this the other day. There's even at the beach, Maddox and I went to the beach and took the dog uh, for a for a walk and a swim, and there was no one else, no one else on our beach. It was just us. But there's still that: are the police going to see my car and pull up, and I have to have a conversation with them? Is someone going to walk past with a mask and yell at me for not wearing one? Is it like it's still that that caution where it's sort of pending and looking over your shoulder, where you're not not fully allowed or not fully permitted to appreciate the presence of just a simple choice of going to the beach. And that's what we're talking about here, that bigger picture. We don't want to live like that. It's not just about COVID. COVID is a distraction. That is my point of view. It is a distraction from what everything else that's going on. And yep. I just want to come back to mainstream media again because I, I would like to challenge everyone who's listening to just turn off, main, don't watch anything mainstream media for even just one week. Just one week. See how you feel. See how you feel in yourself, the difference in yourself, because let's just talk about a few things and everyone's like, oh, Dan Andrews got in and gave an update and they said this and apparently anybody who starts a sentence with apparently, I just tune out, apparently this is happening and blah, 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 and apparently blah, 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 and oh my God, did you hear about Trump and did you hear about Biden? You... Stop talking. Oh my God. <laughs> if your reference is mainstream media, I'm not listening. And we spoke about this in the other podcast and please go back and listen to Brad's and, and my um, round one of COVID. I actually heard beautiful, I don't know if you know Anna Wood. Um, she's an American, beautiful light worker. She's just brilliant. And she calls Kurt COVID Coco. She's like, okay. I just want to talk about the Coco. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, but it's the mainstream media are, are covering so much stuff. And like I was going to say back in the original podcast episode we did, they're, they're bought out. Mainstream media is is sold out to people who are involved in the bigger agenda. So they're literally, and if we spoke about this again, Operation Mockingbird, um, like all of it, just if if you do a little bit of research about mainstream media, and like Bradaway says, follow the money trail, you'll find who funds the channels. And I'm not talking about selective channels. If it's on mainstream media, put a big fat question mark next to it. But I just also want to talk about what they we're not seeing on mainstream media. We're not seeing the millions marching in Berlin and London, like you mentioned before, Brad. We're not seeing like the 39 missing kids that were found and rescued in Georgia from child sex trafficking. We're not seeing child sex trafficking rings being busted up all over the world. And it's happening, but we have to ask, why aren't we seeing that? Yep, great questions. And it, it I think they're 
watching the mainstream media at the moment, it feels like they're they're literally digging a hole that is so big and they're they're gonna self-destruct, they're gonna implode yeah. because there's so many there's so many lies and so much deception that it it has to get to a point where which it is already, where people are watching it thinking, these people are literally crazy. I, I did a post last week, the real conspiracy theorists that the mainstream media have flipped it on its yeah. head. Everything, yeah. We live in this upside down world, right? Where they're labeling everyone conspiracy theory, but they're the ones generating the conspiracies and the lies. Um, and I feel like that's where there's a real tipping point and awakening right now. And even going to the Facebook pages, some of these stations like Channel 9 News or whatever, the vast majority of comments now are just slamming them, like literally ripping shreds off them. And then, and then they create these, these polls, which I believe are totally fake and they just pull out numbers out of their rear ends because you look at the the comments and it's like 90% of the comments are all, um, you know, just calling it out for what it is. And then you get the, the occasional 10% of comments where it's like, Oh, great. Great job, Dan. You yeah. know, you're such a, such a good bloke. <laughs> I, you know, would, but... I wouldn't. I'd hate to have your job. You're doing great. <laughs> That's it. Keep up the great work. Don't listen to these naysayers, you know. But it's um, yeah. Like I don't know. Just I, I just I watch some of them. I don't watch mainstream media, but I see some videos that people share with me, and some of the clips at the moment that just I don't know. Just just looking at it, and once again looking at it from a zoomed out perspective look how desperate they are getting right now and look how much, look at the language they're using to attack anyone that goes against the narrative. Like even to the point of you know, everything's about that. We're all anti-vaxxers. We're anti-maskers. We're conspiracy theorists. We're like the police um, guy came out the other day and said, we're all just batshit crazy yes. tinfoil hat wearing, you know, they, they're really using these attacking um, this terminology, these phrases to put us all in a box. But the post that I did the other day was like, we're not anti-vax, anti-mask, tinfoil wearing, tinfoil hat wearing, batshit crazy people. We're, we're pro-choice. Yeah. We're pro-choice. And there's, yeah. you never hear them saying that. It's always anti-this, anti-that. And it's really, it's designed to put us all in a box, put us all in this crazy category where the people that are plugged into mainstream think, oh yeah, they're just all crazy. They get all their information on the internet, you know, on Google, da, da, da. Um, but they're really getting desperate to the point where they're really after having to attack and label and judge and criticize it, us on a whole nother level to try to maintain their narrative. Um, and it is working to a certain percentage of the population who still think we're all crazy nutters, but a lot of people are starting to watch mainstream now and, I think the first sign of awakening is when something doesn't feel right. Like even Sarah's parents at the moment, they're like so into mainstream. They, they watch the news every morning and every night. They read the daily Herald Sun, the newspaper. Um, they've so, been so plugged into it for so many years. They're in their seventies, but even they're starting to say, this is just madness. This is insanity. Yeah. How, how much longer can this go on for? What, what is their agenda here? You know, even they are starting to wake up to it and they're so ingrained with the mainstream. So there's definitely a tipping point. Um, and yeah, it, it all comes back to the same 
systems, right? And just quickly, I'll share on this because I think it'll help to give a bigger perspective. But if we go back to the 1930s, um, John Rockefeller, is that's when he started Big Pharma. Oh, that's when it really started to take off. So he created Big Pharma and basically he created a system where he wanted to disconnect people from natural therapies and natural health and, you know, natural things that would help our health and our immunity and plug them into big pharma because pharmaceuticals can be patented. There's a lot of money to be made. And he had this big vision of, you know, taking the world in that direction. So basically from that point onwards, he, he owned or brought out all of the mainstream media channels, which back in the thirties was newspaper, right? So he controlled all of the newspapers. He then took over the entire medical field, so medicine. So in terms of where, where doctors get their qualifications, where they get their education, all of the books and you know, to become a doctor, the medical journals and everything were basically written in a way that really discredited natural health and natural, um, you know, natural alternative therapies. And he, he, he created the term quackery, right? Yeah. All yeah. this quackery and created pharmaceuticals because that, that was his agenda to make the maximum amount of profits and disconnect people from nature, disconnect people from themselves and from earth and plug them into these um, artificial pharmaceutical man-made drugs. And that's where it all started, where media was owned and operated by the Rockefellers. And then it went on to become, you know, this huge thing where they, um, you know, then TV came along and all the channels, the stations were set up. And it's been like that ever since. Yep. Yep. 100%. And that's um, a really good documentary for that would be Thrive. Mm-hmm. Drive is a really good one to watch for that. I really yeah. just, I only just watched that recently. I hadn't, that's one I'd missed and I watched that. Okay. Yeah. Drive 2 is coming out too. Like yes. Very soon. Yeah. For that. I'm excited. So for good. Yeah. Um, Thrive's, Thrive's amazing. Maybe we'll just touch on this quickly. Thrive, Thrive, What on Earth Will It Take is amazing for learning about um, big pharma, governments and media. So learning yeah. about how they set up systems to control and manipulate and you know, keep everyone suppressed. That's Thank amazing. The you. other one is Out of Shadows, which is more about, it goes into media again, it goes into Hollywood. It even talks a little bit about the satanic systems and, and cults that are going on in the world right now. I think that's a great one to open eyes as well. And yep. then the other one, when people are ready, Fall of Cabal is incredible because it goes through... It's pretty, it's pretty comprehensive. Hey, it goes through awesome. media, it goes through corruption, it goes through the families that are behind the scenes, like Bill Gates and Rockefellers, Rothschilds, goes through all of that. And yeah, it goes through a lot of the um, horrific satanic practices that are going on right now with our, you know, the children that are being, you know, sold for sex slaves and um, being harvested. And it's, it's pretty horrific. It's but full um, It's full on and it does... Yeah. It does, um, and I, I've referred people to Out of Shadows um, who have been severely plugged into the mainstream. And even that, they're like, I can't watch all of it at once. It's a lot. So it's yep. it going from that to then Fall of the Cabal is is a lot. So It's a big step. It is a big step. Even, um, like, for me watching it, it was still a lot. And I've watched it back to back. Like, I just went one because it's uh, there's a series of one to ten. I think it's like yep. two and a half hours or something in total. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, it's still a lot, but for me, it was called like, <laughs> just, it did, I'm not surprised. It's like, yeah, yeah, yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It all pieces together. And I just want to touch on that because that is one of the things that's not really being spoken about because it's so taboo, the satanic rituals with the children. And we don't have to go into all the details as such, but I just want to speak about, and well, I want to ask you first, um, What's your, like, how do you feel about that? What's your take on it? Because I know that a lot of, and a lot of people are coming out and saying, you know, it's ridiculous. It's too far fetched. Um, that would never happen. And <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. I'll go let you talk into that beautiful Brad. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's the, to be honest, this is, a, this is a big topic. I only found out about the depths of this probably over the last, well, probably more than the last 12 months. Like I, I've known a little bits here and there, but the last 12 months, like my eyes have been opened up to a lot. To just, yeah, just how horrific it is. And no matter what I say over the next few minutes, I can't explain how horrific it is. Like it's just, it's really, I struggled to get my head around it initially and it was a lot to take on board because it's, um, especially as know, a parent, especially as a parent. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. anyway, as a human being, but also as a parent, you just think, I just cannot fathom how another human being, and again, I don't believe they're completely human, um, how, can think that that's okay and think that that's hilarious and think that that's normal. Yeah. But there's it's- just, for me, there's just too many accounts and witnesses and victims and all the things for it to not, to not be true and I know you'll speak about this also. It goes back hundreds of years. This has been happening for centuries. It's not just a whole, holy shit, they've just started a satanic cold out of nowhere. It's, it's been happening. And it's, again, it's a part of the whole entire agenda. Um, and it's very difficult to put that thread between COVID and satanic rituals, but it's all <laughs> yeah. there. It's all there. It, it's all tied in. Um, and I know that sounds way out left field to someone who's listening to all this for the first time and just going, what? how the hell does that add up? But once you start doing yeah. research and, and looking at all the information and um, Brad and I will compile a beautiful list of documentaries for you guys to, to check out and references and things um, it all ties in, but I'll let yeah. you, I'll let you take the stage on that one, Brad. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, so at, at the moment they estimate there's more than 40 million slaves on the planet right now and this in, includes children as well as a as a as a significant amount of those 40 million so majority, the sla- majority women and children isn't it yeah majority women and children yeah. so so we call i mean it's under the term human trafficking so human trafficking is the third biggest trade illegal trade in the world so i believe it's behind drugs and i don't remember what the second one is I think, it's, I think it's the second biggest. I think it's just... It might be second biggest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. So it's like a, a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. And a lot of this reason, happens... Sorry, Gloria, yeah. so I just want to say this very quickly. And the reason why it is so big is because you sell drugs once and it's done. You can resell a human over and over and over and over to keep making profit. And that's why it's such a huge business, such a huge... Yeah organization it's huge and a lot of this happens um behind the scenes underground so this is how deep do we go but there's a lot of there's a lot of underground tunnels 
in all major cities in most, well, most major cities around the world. And this is where a lot of these satanic practices take place where um, children are trafficked, they are abused, they are kept in cages, they are locked away, they are, yeah, it might be sexual abuse, it might be organ harvesting, it might be um, what we call adrenochrome, where they're actually taking blood out of these kids. It sounds horrific to talk about, I can't believe this is happening on our planet, but I encourage everyone to, you know, to, to dive a little bit deeper and find out what's happening, because I believe, like I always say, awareness is the first step to creating change and it, it's too easy for us to just look away and pretend that this is not happening and I don't believe that is going to create change because just like what's happening now in this pressure cooker environment where we're all locked down and everything's sort of like it's it's making us uncomfortable to the point where we are going to make better choices moving forward. Yeah. I relate this to what's happening with human trafficking. I really believe we need to become aware of what is happening so that we can then make better choices and make a change. So, yeah. 100%. And it's, it is, it's, it's full on, even though I'm like not surprised as a human and as a parent, learning of these things is just like, how? Like I cried so much watching. Yeah watching the stuff, like literally bawling, even thinking about it, I, like there were days where I wasn't even watching yeah. stuff and was still crying. But my why behind all of it was, it's not about me. This isn't about me and my uncomfortability when millions and millions of children are being abused and, and raped and tortured and all of the things, like it's not about me. I'm not going to allow my uncomfortability to be the reason that I don't face this stuff to, like you said, be aware to make a better choice for my children's future first of all, yeah. and globally as well, to just have a different way of living. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is a lot to take on board, but when we see um, the people once again behind it, it, as crazy as it sounds, a I'm lot fine. of, a lot of these rituals, a lot of these, um, a lot of these people that are involved in these pedophile rings, the satanic rings, the human trafficking, it goes back to the people in power. Um, and it is that is actually a, a source for how they how they have become so powerful. They they literally worship Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call it. They they pull their energy from that entity, whether it's real or not. They believe it is, and they pull energy from that and worship. And they do these horrific uh, rituals, like child sacrificing rituals, where they're yeah, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it's it's pretty horrendous what they do. Look and up, look got, up Fiona Barnett, guys, if you yeah, she's want got a reference. testimony. Yeah. yeah, Fiona's got. A, she's a a survivor. She's an Australian yeah. survivor um, yeah. of child sex trafficking, and yeah. she does a lot of interviews with other survivors, and she's got a lot of information and recounts of the stuff that happened. So if yeah, yeah. got Fiona Barnett. Yes, and we're like we're talking about. Australia is, is one of the highest countries that are involved in this, guys. Oh, like, that blew my mind. That yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. I thought America for sure. But I think it was like Antarctica or something was number one. And yeah. Australia is, is like second or third on the list. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a place, uh, I've got to remember it, Pine, Pine Cove, I believe it's called, literally in the middle of the desert in Australia. And this is going to really stretch people's uh, minds, but that's okay. 
they can, you can do your own research, but literally it's in the middle of the desert um, and there's a high speed underground rail that connects Pine Cove to um, Parliament House in Canberra. And this is where they traffic a lot of these kids um, through there. And, and I just found out literally last week that um, Nicole Kidman's dad yeah. is very, very much involved. He owns, he owns something like 24 million acres of land all around the middle of Australia. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I found that interesting. He's, he, he's dead now though, yes? Um, I actually don't know if he's dead or alive. I think he's... He may, he may dead. be dead. Yeah. yeah, but Fiona Barnett mm. talks about him. She mentions mm. him. She mentions Nicole actually being witness to the child sacrificing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, horrific. Wow. Um, and guys, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people very high up in government are very much involved, and celebrities as well. I'm talking about Australia here, um, even to the point where I don't know the exact prime minister, but one prime minister of Australia was very much heavily involved, and I've got a feeling there's a lot more than that. Yes. Um, so yeah, it goes right to the top in terms of government in Australia and and celebrities, and um, yeah, it, it's horrific what is happening and. A lot of the underground tunnels, um, especially around Melbourne, have been there for you know well over a hundred years. Like literally created and built when the when their cities were just being established. Um, so yeah, these some of these um, underground tunnels and um, and networks, you know, they're they're up to seven to eight stories deep underground. So yeah. these massive areas, and I heard recently that. Um, Oh, what's the name of it? Somewhere in LA, there's a zoo. I can't remember the name of it now, but they, they say it's like up to 12 to 14 stories below where they do a lot of these trafficking, um, child trafficking. They've got them all slave, slave labor and pedophile rings and all sorts of things linked to it. But yeah, the, the main thing is that it's, it's all hidden below the surface. Like all of this happens underground and it sort of sums up the energy of these, um, these beings, they are, uh, I believe that's where a lot of the, the reptilian references come from, is they're literally underground, you know, feeding off this entity uh, energy, um, which is enabling them to, to do these horrific acts on humanity. Yep. Yep. And it's, yep. Um, there, there's been a lot of information come to light, not on mainstream media, <laughs> <laughs> but come to light recently, especially, and I just want to talk specifically about Melbourne um, for a little bit because, and actually all around Australia and all around the world, there was recorded, and you guys can look this up, it's in the information if you look up, uh, I can't remember the exact site, but I can definitely reference it. It's the explosions slash earthquakes that were occurring around Australia and so many people I've seen comment on posts on Facebook, on Instagram, how they, who live in Melbourne, who actually experienced um, a low, a low marked or metered earthquake at this particular time. And then there were people saying uh, that it was actually the underground tunnels being blown up in Melbourne. So, that was, it's, it's just, it's, for me, it's interesting. And there's also like eyewitness accounts of people who have seen setups around Melbourne and um, Navy workers who have gone in and actually said, you know, um, I work 
or my daughter works in in the navy and she did this specific training earlier in the year didn't know why opera um what was it secret ops or something and now she said they're pulling you know all these kids out of the tunnels in melbourne i hope that's true i 100 percent hope that's true um but you know it's just again it's for me I haven't seen it, so I don't know it's absolute truth, but there's so much information coming to light about all these different things from different eyewitness accounts and different people saying things. You just have to sort of ask, first of all, why isn't it in mainstream media, if, even if it's just earthquakes, like if it's being marked as earthquakes? And second of all, how can so many people, you know, want to make this stuff up? Like you sort of get to put the pieces together. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think a big part for me that was a real eye-opener is that, um, I know a lot, a lot of people I talk to about this, they're like, well, you know, why don't we hear about more kids going missing and, and all the rest of it? But the way they operate is a lot of these kids are coming from charity organisations that are set up. And it sounds so horrendous when you talk about it, but these a lot of these charity organisations, the um, foster homes, you know, these sort of things are set up as a as a vehicle to traffic these kids they're, they're actually yeah yeah they're yeah. they're under the guise of you know these um you know helping humanity helping kids caring for them but they're actually using them as as a vehicle to traffic these kids and mm-hmm. a, a lot of the major charities you know i've even heard um red cross salvation army you know these type of um charities are, are heavily involved mm-hmm. um even to the point, and this probably stretched a lot of people's imaginations, but even to the point of Mother Teresa as well, um, she's got very strong links to um, the Vatican and a lot of these very powerful families as well, which really shocked me. I don't know if that's true 100%, but everyone could do their own research, but um, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, um, yeah. because I'm the, the, generally the people that are um, publicised as these amazing humanitarian people um are often the ones that are involved um yeah and and this goes celebrities as well like oprah winfrey and ellen degeneres and you know um tom cruise yeah a lot of these people are very heavily involved with the higher levels um which is yeah and i'm sure there'll be a lot of other big names that come out as well and yeah a lot of them have been been to epstein island they've been you know it's amazing when you start doing the research, how all the trails lead back to the same few at the top. Um, and what I've just come to realize is it's so much bigger than what we think, but it's, we all know about the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and, um, you know, and Bill Gates and Elon Musk and all these guys. But what we don't realize is there's what I heard recently in, a, in an interview with a guy that's very switched on is there's actually about 38 levels above the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. So they're, they're, they're just like minions. They're like babies um, following orders. The ones that are really in power are the ones that we've never heard of and they're behind the scenes. And apparently a lot of them live in Australia. Um, I heard a reference the other day about the Wizard of Oz and think about that name, the Wizards of Oz. Um, and that a lot of them are actually their headquarters is in Australia because Australia is like a fortress, right? Surrounded by water. It's very much off. It doesn't get much media attention. There's been no real 
wars here, no major famines, no like, and I really believe this why Australians are some of the softest human beings in the world right now, not standing up for their freedom is because we're a bunch of bloody marshmallows that have had it too easy for too long. But what a perfect um, place to set up base, right? So I've heard a lot of them are based in Sydney, Australia, and the other ones I believe are based in, in Venice um, as well, which being pulled apart at the moment. So yeah, there's, there's many levels above because, and it makes sense, right? They, they drip feed a certain amount of information that the public find out about, but then there's a whole nother realm which is completely hidden and never released. And that's interesting you say that because I remember at the end of the fall of the cabal where she talks about, if you think the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers are at the top of the pyramid, you'd be wrong. And yeah. she was actually speaking about releasing more information and doing another series. Um, yeah. So yeah, that got me wondering like, who are these? Like, really? Like it goes beyond that. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Who, who is above that? But yeah, it does. And even you saying that, like I can feel my physiological reaction just going, Oh, We've been sold Australia to be this beautiful country and it's country free and it's, you know, we don't have all those things that you mentioned, which makes it a beautiful country, but yeah. it's actually, they're actually utilizing that to their advantage. Um, yes. And that they three, the three biggest countries that are involved in terms of where they're operating from are Australia, Canada and New Zealand. And they're the ones that have been hit the hardest right now with this, um, you know, the lockdowns and, you know, these, real communist dictatorial systems that they're trying to bring in right now. So I don't, I don't think that's any coincidence. Um, obviously the US is a big player as well, but have you noticed in the media, the US always gets the attention, right? So from a, I always try to put myself in their shoes from a, like a strategic sort of perspective, you, you'd want to put attention on a certain country but it, you wouldn't want it all placed on the area where you, you're living and you're operating from. Um, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. When you start to look at it um, from a bigger perspective and objectively, yeah, hundred yeah. percent question, question it all. It's on the main. <laughs> I question it. If it's even, and, and I just want to throw this in there just as a, as a, another, um, a little side note, anything, anything I feel like if they're attacking someone specifically on mainstream media or they're, um, you know, if, if it's really a strong campaign against somebody specific or a specific subject or topic, etc., you have to question that. Like, yeah. why? Why is mainstream um, so, you know, for that? Like, for instance, Trump. I will use Trump as an example because, uh, and I'm not, I'm not political by any means, and I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a pro-Trump person but I'm definitely open to seeing him come through with some, some stuff and, and all the things because when, like, and, and I used, to, I, I will say I was like a, ugh, I hate that guy. He's this, he's that, he's all the things. He's evil. He's blah, blah. He's an idiot. Like what the fuck is he talking about? It makes no sense. He's incoherent. And for me to go from that to being like, holy shit, it's, it's not what it seems and there's more behind the scenes that isn't being shown and there's a lot that he does that isn't shown on mainstream media. Um, and I know he's a player in, in, a, in, a, in a game that's I think is, is going to be for us and not against us, my personal opinion. But what got me questioning that was you never see anything positive about Trump in the media, ever. Look, I have not seen one story, not that I watch mainstream media, but hear about it like when you get the news um, feed on your Facebook or on your phone or whatever. And it's, it's always anti, 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 anti Trump always. 
um, or he made this stupid comment about injecting disinfectant or he said this or he said that. And I'm just like, whoa. So if he, if he is consistently being attacked, that makes me question why. And that led me down a whole other rabbit hole at the time um, where, <laughs> where I started asking questions, but it's, it's not just, it's not just Trump as an example. It's, it's anything that is being heavily pro or heavily against like question that I even, the only mainstream media I watch, Guilty Pleasure, The Bachelor. I'm a little bit in love with Lockie. I have never watched a series of The Bachelor ever before in my life, hand on heart. But for some reason, Lockie's got me in. <laughs> and I mean, that's the only mainstream TV I watch. Um, yeah. And even just watching that, literally every ad break, staying apart keeps us together. Staying apart keeps us together. Like every single ad break. And so if it's like we're being that powerfully indoctrinated, we get to ask again ask why and i keep i know i'm on repeat but it's it, it we really get to just look at um critical thinking is what i'm looking for critically thinking about what we're watching and what's being put in front of us and what we're being led to believe and yeah. um everything brad and i've spoken about today is is it's a lot it's a lot in like an hour just over an hour chat there's a lot of stuff and we're coming from a perspective of we've both done a lot of research Brad has been doing a lot for a lot longer than I have. I've sort of like, I've, I'm a crammer. So I like crammed. <laughs> <laughs> I crammed a lot of stuff in a short amount of time and then needed a week off to just <laughs> recalibrate. But it's, we're coming from a perspective of having done a lot of research. And that's why when we come out and say stuff, people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like even um, my mum is a lot like Sarah's parents. She's very much programmed and plugged in. And she's, again, like Sarah's parents, is even starting to go, what? That's crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Um, and I can see when I come out with things, it's very much coming from a place of a lot of research I've done, a lot of things I've, I've realized and, and discovered. And she hasn't. So when I say things, that's where she's like, oh, Ingrid, you conspiracy theorist. And so that's, I think that's how it feels for a lot of people as well. So again, we invite you to do your own research. And you're not going to understand any of this or even, and you know what? I just, my perspective is, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong with all of it. I really do. I honestly hope someone comes to me and says, you are full of shit. And I'll be like, I'll take that. Like, great. I hope I'm wrong. But I would prefer to research and be aware of all this stuff, even as harrowing and, and confronting as it is, and be really, really wrong than sit on my hands and realize that all this stuff comes or some of it even comes to fruition and I did nothing about it. I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't speak up for my fellow humans. I didn't speak up for my children and my children's future. I would prefer to be proven wrong and be called a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist, crazy person lost her shit versus, oh no, I stayed silent because all of that was bullshit and then figured out it actually wasn't. That's the stance I take and that's the stance I invite everybody listening to this and any research that you do, like if you do all the research on masks and then you still choose to wear one, that's your choice. If you do all the, re the research on vaccines and still choose to take it, that's your choice. But just allow yourself to be open to more research than what's being put on mainstream media and understand even the doctors and the scientists are being paid if they're on mainstream media to portray, you know, pro this, pro that. Um, and ones that are actually speaking out against the mainstream narrative are being shut down, censored, 
um, I'm being censored and shut down. Brad's being censored and shut down. Like, and we're only, we're not even, we're like the little ants in the whole system of what's going on. So yeah, just do your own research guys. And you want to add anything to that, Brad? Yeah, I think that's spot on. And I, I just want to say as well, like, don't take anything we say as truth. Like this is a, this is an opportunity to just ha have an open mind. I think that's the first step is just have an open mind. Don't take anything we say as truth, but take that open mind, start doing your own research outside of the mainstream. We keep talking about the mainstream, but you're not going to find anything that we're talking about on channel seven, channel nine, channel 10 in the Herald Sun in the age or any of that. You really have to start following people, um, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, find people that you resonate with and then start following what they're sharing, whether it's videos or articles or might be a YouTube channel and then just start, start watching with that open mind and just with the perspective that this is really interesting. You don't even need to go in with it, you know, trying to change your belief systems or anything, but just watch it from that perspective of, well, this is interesting. And then yeah. for me, it was, it was just a process of like connecting dots is like, Oh, that, that's interesting. And then I see it pop up somewhere else. Oh, wow. Okay. And then you see it somewhere else. And then, and I'm talking about from multiple sources, like don't just listen to Ingrid and I and think, yeah, this is, this is total truth. Like you might listen to this podcast and then you might go and watch a video from someone else. And then they drop a few things that you link up with this conversation. And then you see it again from another person with another video or another post. And I really feel like to get the visual in your heads, it's like a, a giant puzzle and literally this process of awakening or, you know, starting to see the bigger picture of a gender of what's playing out is like, just piecing all these different little bits of the puzzle. And initially it doesn't make sense. Just like these random pieces of puzzle that you look at in isolation. And it's like, it just doesn't fit anywhere. It doesn't make sense. It can't be true, but gradually you start making out a picture. You start getting more pieces of the puzzle to the point where you then see the big picture, which zooms you out and you can see the agenda that's currently playing out. And um, yeah, everything comes together and, and I'll tell you why it's the most, it's the most freeing, like liberating experience to get to the point where you see, you can see everything playing out almost in advance to the stage where it's so predictable and you can watch mainstream media and almost laugh at it because it's just so obvious the agenda that's playing out, but it's like that process that we all have to go through. Right. And um, yeah. I just encourage everyone to have an open mind and start doing some research and then come up to your own conclusions. One of the things that I get, and I got this, my mum actually said this to me as well. She's like, well, cause she came to me and said, well, apparently this. And they said that I said, okay, so where are you getting your information from? She said the news. And I said, okay, so that's mainstream media. How about this perspective? And then her question was, where are you getting your information from? YouTube, how do you know what you're watching is true? Facebook, oh, Facebook's full of facts, I'm sure. Like all this sort of thing. And what I want to point out with that, because I know a lot of people feel like that, is that mainstream is paid with a with a agenda, with a narrative, with a collective narrative. And you will see this if you watch Out of Shadows, where they actually piece together, do a collage of news readers all saying the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Like exact same script. Um, that's not that's not a coincidence. So 
the reason why we're saying, you know, YouTube and Facebook and, and people that um, are giving information outside of the mainstream is because these people aren't paid to get across a narrative or an, an agenda. They're coming, they have, they have to get off. Well, mainstream wouldn't, wouldn't um, televise it anyway, but they have to get away from the mainstream because otherwise they get, they get censored anyway on YouTube and all the things, but it's another way to get their voice out there because mainstream aren't doing it. That's why we're saying YouTube. It's not about, Oh, YouTube's not credible and Facebook isn't credible and Facebook itself. I fucking hate Facebook itself as a company, but the people who are on it spreading truth and sharing information is really valuable, is really valuable. And same with YouTube, the company itself, not great in its integrities, but the people that are on it and spilling their truth is is really, really, really powerful and away from that mainstream media again. And if you want, um, what's the document called, Brad? Is it Agenda 2030? Is that the document? Yeah, Agenda 2030 is worth yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an actual legitimate document um, constructed from, from the people in power and it exists and you can look it up and read it. Like it actually, you can find it online. If you just read, if, even if you just go straight there, you'd be like, holy shit. It's in plain it's in plain sight um, how all of this currently is playing out with COVID, especially, but a lot of other things as well. It's there, Agenda Twenty Thirty. So you get to look that look that up. Yeah, even to the point with um CDC website as well. Like they they openly released something the other day that said ninety four percent of um of COVID cases had an average of two point six comorbidities. So comorbidity could be something like heart disease or cancer or, you know, serious conditions that led to their death. So yeah. yes, they died with COVID, but did they die from COVID? That's a key distinction. Yes. Um, so yeah, that information is there as well. So a lot of it is out there, even on government websites, even on health organization websites. But once again, it's not shown on the mainstream. It's just like, you, you've got to be able to dig to find this information a lot of it is out there, but um, yeah, you've got to go a little bit deeper than the mainstream. And I'm finding that even with um, currently not wearing a mask and actually saying I'm medically exempt, I have asthma, like even just saying that, and people are not even aware of that. I'm like, dude, it's on the Department of Health and Human Services website. It's a government yeah. website. Like, no, that's not true. You can't, like I've been denied entry multiple times and you have to show yeah. a certificate. Like, no, I don't. It's on the, it's on the DHHS website. People, yeah. even police, my son has been pulled over so many times riding his bike without a mask. Yeah. Um, and he'll say, like, I'm medically exempt. And they have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. No <laughs> idea. Like, literally, he's a police. No idea what he's talking about. I think at one point he said he was 12. I'm like, come on, dude. You're not going to get away with that. <laughs> got chin hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and a very deep voice. I'm 12. Yeah. I don't think you are. <laughs> But they just, and even that, they were like, I don't know if that's true. I'll have to look that up. It's on the DHHS website. So yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's hidden in plain sight, but they know that the majority of people aren't going to research stuff. They're just going to go off what they're being told on the, on the idiot box on the tell lie vision because we're, yeah. all in, we're all in lockdown. So where else do we turn to? Yeah, that's it. Where else? Even with we... a lot of these fines, the fines they're giving out now are totally unlawful and, there was a video released the other day that said um, most of most of the majority of people that are contesting these fines, they're being completely thrown out before they even go to court because they know they haven't got a leg to stand on. Yeah. So the entire thing is a bluff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, yep. I think that I had that conversation <laughs> with my mum the other day. She's like, oh, Ingrid, you'll get a fine. I'm like, great. Bring it on. Bring on the fine. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my darling, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I could just um, talk. We, we were just saying before we pressed record, we, I said, ask Brad what time he needs to be off by. And I said, do we need to make sure we're off by Friday? Because we'll just keep talking. <laughs> Today's currently Wednesday as, you, as, you, as we're recording. So, you know, we could talk about this for a while. Yeah, it's um, like the tip of, tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Tip, but, um, tip of the yeah, iceberg, hopefully it's Hopefully it's um, been valuable and, you know, just like got, just got people thinking, like just thinking yeah. you don't have to believe everything that we say, but there might be a few little nuggets throughout this podcast that you think, oh, wow. You know, it's just give you a slightly different perspective, which will open up the door a little bit and then, um, yeah, and to see where, it, see where it takes you. Yeah, 100%. Just even just one, if you just take one little thing, just one little thing from something we said today and just allow yourself to be open to a, a different way of looking at it. Um, because yeah, on the other side of all this, I just, I really feel in the core of my being that there is something really beautiful on the other side of this. And I just, I really want more people to experience that. Yeah. When it, totally. when it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm filled, I'm filled with more hope than ever before right now. Like not just hope, but, just an unwavering knowing that yeah. we, we've already we've already achieved what we came here to do. Like there's already a mass awakening happening right now, and it's just a process that has to evolve right now. Is like the old systems crumbling down. Like these old systems had to crumble for people to be able to wake up first of all, but then for us to rebuild the new. Right? Like if and this happens like say if we we buy a block of land there's an old rundown house on it you've got to pull down that old house first before you build a new one right it's no different to what we're doing now like the old systems have to crumble before we can create the new so yeah i, I hope everyone leaves this podcast like feeling really hopeful really inspired and knowing that all of this is happening with the divine plan you know it's 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 happening for a reason and the darkness is literally being exposed by the light right now. Um, and, you know, the next few months are going to be quite challenging on many levels as more, more of this, you know, evil and corruption is, is exposed. But on the other side of that, you know, just, just start visualizing the incredible new earth that we're calling in right now. You know, this incredible earth where we've all got access to free energy. We've got cures for some of the most horrific disease in the world like cancer you know all of these things that have been suppressed we go back to natural health natural remedies and you know our we we get our connection back with the earth because i really believe that that is a key part that we've lost we've lost our connection to the earth to nature to we've lost our connection to spirit and it's all been done by design so the more that we really reconnect with with nature reconnect with ourselves and and realize that we're all connected you know, that's when we start stepping into our power and, and that is the new earth that we're all creating and that we're all bringing in right now. So let's start visualizing it, start feeling what that is going to feel like where this suppression is, is released, these, these shackles, these chains are taken off and we're free to create this new reality. It's, um, yeah, super exciting times. Preach, preach. <laughs> you know that gif of Kristen Aguilera where she's like, preach, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> preach. Yep. Yeah, and I also just, uh, little, another little side note, I've been feeling into this more and more. I also feel like this has been man like manifested as a collective, like what we're experiencing mm -hmm. now has also been manifested. And yep. it's been manifested for a reason. 
um, from, you know, a mass energy of, of, or vibration and is now shifting gears into a dip, like you said, a new version of that and a new, a new earth. And I'm, I'm excited. I've been through the fear of being through the, Oh my God, my children and the future. And like, I've cried and I've, Oh, like all the things. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it's, it's beyond hope now. It's not even like a, please, please be okay. It's, it's a knowingness that it is actually going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and just before we go gorgeous, I just want to, and you can add to this as well, just leave everybody with, um, in addition to doing your own research and I will plug you into the links in the notes for some, from different documentaries, Brad and I will construct a little list of, of vital, the top 10 or whatever, the top 50. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, there, <laughs> we won't give you that much research, but also just because I know a lot of people say that's great information guys, but what else can I do? Like, how can I take action? You've awakened me now. I'm interested. I've done a little bit of research. What's, what's my next step? And I'll start by saying, um, you don't need to take massive action. You don't need to, you know, stand and, and with a, a loudspeaker and, and preach to thousands of people. It's as simple as sharing posts, sharing information, having conversations with people that you know and love, um, doing what, what Brad and I are doing. If you want to attend marches, you can do that, but you don't have to. It's, it's just doing something, something to change the narrative, something to change the energy. What do you want to add to that, Gorgeous? Yeah, I totally agree with all those points. I, I think probably the, the most important aspect is starting within, because like, I feel like sometimes it's easier to, to look outside at all that's happening around the world and point the finger at government and systems and, and all of this feeling like a bit of a victim and feeling like, like we, we don't have any power or any control of what's happening, but I feel like going within and really um, focusing on doing the inner work. Um, and I know this is, a, this is a whole nother podcast, but doing the inner work and, um, and, you know, and part of that is like really dealing with our own trauma and just becoming aware of when we're projecting onto other people and bringing that back into, okay, how, how is, that aspect of myself being suppressed where am i doing that exact same thing that i'm accusing someone of in my own life and refusing to see it so we call it shadow work right yeah. but doing the shadow work i feel is so important because then we go from from being a victim pointing at everyone else and all the problems with the world we become really empowered that yeah. everything is created from within us so i really feel like that is part of this process now where we're like growing we're evolving where we're peeling back all the layers a lot of that is a lot of that process will be using some tools to release all of the suppressed trauma and all the suppressed emotion because we've been taught from a very young age that it's not okay to cry it's not okay to feel it's not okay to be angry all of these things right yeah. so we've got a lifetime of suppressed trauma and emotion and a lifetime of suppressing our voice so all the times when we haven't spoken our truth, we haven't spoken what's on our minds, we haven't spoken what is true to us for fear of judgment, for fear of criticism. And this comes up a lot with social media, right? A lot of people are like, Brad, how can you post what you do? So many people attack you. And you know that, that's been a process to be able to get to that point of not worrying what other people think of me and overcoming this people pleaser identity that has been conditioned into most of us so it's like this process of like really doing the inner work peeling back all the layers getting your own truth and then from 
from from that process then having the courage to to start sharing whether it's on social media or talking to your friends and family planting seeds start practicing using your voice and by doing that you will be clearing the energy around suppression for all the times when you didn't use your voice and it's like this process of like really clearing out all the shit peeling back all the layers that aren't you and remembering who you are and just how powerful you are um and i really believe that is the first step to creating change and then everything starts rippling out from there like you'll start raising your frequency your vibration you'll start attracting more like-minded people into your life you'll start getting more positive comments on your posts than negative you know it's just like this this evolving process that it probably never ends right we're always growing learning growing evolving and that's what it is to be human but um yeah i feel like um they're they're the key key points to get the ball rolling there's a beautiful little saying and i'm paraphrasing but essentially it goes um if we all focused on sweeping our own back step then we'd have a cleaner world yeah exactly so yes. we, what can we do yeah 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 raising our own vibration and that that's been very prominent for myself as well and just hearing you speak about that I've, I've also realized for me going within in the work for myself in the last especially this year especially 2020 2020 vision i like to call it yeah um it's been about freedom because like we were saying before we hit record, like your, your biggest value is freedom. Mine's the same. So I got to look at where have I not been allowing myself my own freedom from within when I'm looking at actual freedoms physically being taken away f- from me by, you know, government, etc. So I get to look at, okay, so if that's being taken away from me externally, where have I allowed myself to not be free within? So yeah, it- I love that. Yeah, it's been really, really powerful. Oh my god, I feel like a round three is coming. So good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back again. It's been, oh, it's been great to just chat. It has been good. This has been, I think this has been a whole therapeutic process for me. Just having this conversation with you. It's been so good. Yeah, so good. It's so important to have like-minded people, guys. Like find find some like-minded people or tribe whatever you want to call it where you can have these sort of conversations and it's so important now I'm so grateful that I've got you know many people all over the world now where I can speak to on this sort of level and and not feel like some crazy person because to be honest for like I've been diving into this for over 20 years now and a large percentage of that the the majority of those years I was very alone and isolated and really didn't have anyone speak to about any of this Mm. so it's it's really important throughout this process that you start connecting with more like-minded people and and people that will really support you and encourage you and you know and really um spur you on to to be the best person you can be find your weirdos people find your weirdos All right, beautiful. I'm going to go and have some lunch. How about you? Yeah, me too. I'm starving. So thank you you so much. And um, yeah, I look forward to speaking again soon. You too, gorgeous. Thank you so much, my love. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, you epic humans, for tuning into another episode of the Rebel Unique podcast. I will be back now on a weekly basis with more juju, more interviews, more stuff, more honesty, more rawness, more no fucks given. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate your patience while I was having my hiatus. And this was a powerful episode to come back with. I'm so glad that I did it with Brad. I've actually had that episode on ice 
um, for a little while, for a couple of months actually since we recorded it, um, just to ensure that when I did come back, I was like fully ready to commit to weekly podcasting again. So this is now the time. This is now the time. And before I hand over to my one of my beautiful boys to do the round off, um, I just want to say very quickly for any of you beautiful women out there that are interested in feeling more alive than you ever have before, if you really want to focus on your eating, your movement, your sleep, your thinking, your feeling, and so, so much more, I have what is called 90 Days of Alive. Now, this starts on the 23rd of November, so it's just a short two weeks away. So if you're listening to this episode in time and that sounds like something for you, I would freaking love to have you. It's going to be simple as fuck. It's affordable and it's just going to be fun, guys. Like It's just going to be so much fun. Because I think more now than ever in this current time, we really just get to take care of ourselves, boost our immune systems, boost our health, boost our happiness, boost our joy, like just do all the things. So if that's you, my love, hit me up on Instagram. I am Ingrid underscore Leckie, L-E-C-K-E, and or Facebook, you can find me on Facebook too, same thing, just Ingrid Leckie, just my name. Um, and I'll give you the ins and outs of how that works. Alrighty, that's it from me today. I'm excited to be back. I love talking, (laughs) but I also love not talking. I love some silent time. I'll hand it over to my beautiful boy. Thanks guys. Love you all. Yo, what's up guys? Maddox here. We missed you guys. Leave five stars, leave a comment. Peace out.